you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the uh, podcast, we're uh, jumping into Romans 14, uh, 1 through 12, which happens to be the Sunday lectionary reading. Um, Zach, as you uh, think about that verse, or if you, you know, do what you do with the verse. Read it? <laughs> yes. So I'll well, read sometimes the you verse. Do, sometimes, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So I didn't, and you just like, you do, you do you. Uh, that's funny. That's what this verse is about. Uh <laughs> No, so so Romans 14, verses 1 through 12. Um, if you're not familiar with it, here it is again. Welcome the person who is weak in faith, but not in order to argue about differences of opinion. One person believes in eating everything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Those who eat must not look down on the ones who don't, and those who don't eat must not judge the ones who do, because God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servants? They stand or fall before their own Lord, and they will stand because the Lord has the power to make them stand. One person considers one some days to be more sacred than others, while another person considers all days to be the same. Each person must have their own convictions. Someone who thinks that a day is sacred thinks that way for the Lord. Those who eat, eat for the Lord because they thank God. And those who don't eat, don't eat for the Lord, and they thank the Lord too. We don't live for ourselves, and we don't die for ourselves. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to God. This is why Christ died and lived, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you look down on your brother or sister? We all will stand in front of the judgment seat of God because it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will give praise to God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. And so Matt, as you hear that, um, that bit from Romans, what, there's a lot there. What sticks out to you? Well, we can talk about food all we want to again. <laughs> um, we did just talk about food. Right. Uh <laughs> So I'm looking at the NRSV version this time. Uh, and so some believe in eating anything while the weak only eat or eat only vegetables. Like, let's unpack that for just a second. Um, you and I struggle eating vegetables. Uh, That's true. I eat vegetables. Okay. So drinking beer does not count as eating vegetables. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I think that the the idea here is at least a sense of compromise and how we can compromise with one another as people in the faith. Um, you know, the opening line, but not for the purpose of curling of coral quarreling over opinions. Um, man, that verse speaks definitely today. Uh, cause how often in the church do we get upset over an opinion of something versus the actual like doctrine of something? And I can't remember, I was reading something yesterday about that and how Wesley handled that, that there was a difference in opinions and a difference in looking at doctrines. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really wish I could remember where I read that from last night, but I was on my airplane and definitely not 
fully brain here today. Um, but I think that how we handle the differences of opinions is not healthy anymore. Um, and we've moved from a space that allowed people to have conversation to a space of judgment and uh, non-acceptance if their idea doesn't line up with them. So then it becomes a harder sense to have those conversations. And, and, and we need to be having those conversations in the church because we like, there are things that we need to talk about. Um, you know, um, I'm kind of reminded of the JFK quote, uh, let us never negotiate out of fear, but let us never fear to negotiate. And I think that we have forgotten how to have those conversations in a healthy way to say, it's okay that we agree to disagree, but let's actually figure this out together or let's like have the conversation together. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the thing that we don't, shouldn't do, um, any of us with this verse is make it be about, um, being a vegetarian Yes, uh, or eating meat, right? That's not yes. what Paul's talking about here. What Paul's getting, the the thing that Paul is addressing here, is the controversy over um, eating meat that was um, sacrificed to other idols. And and the conversation about that: Can we eat that? Is that a thing? What do we do? And and then the conversation that that he comes back around to is, who cares, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and and don't for whatever anybody chooses, that's not any of your business. Don't, the judgment is not your job. And I, I think that's an important, important note. Cause this, I, I'm not going to speak for Matt, but I'm willing to bet that we both heard this used as, well, you can't be a vegetarian, right? You're going to be weak. Uh, and that's, that's not what Paul's getting at here. That's because um, we grew up with that. Uh, I mean, right. we literally grew up that in cattle country. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, remembering, remembering where Paul's coming from here is, is, has little to do with, with food and has everything to do with how we treat one another and how we approach each other. And that's what sticks out, out for me in the conversation of, Hey, uh, your neighbor, the person beside you, your sibling, whomever it may be, our job is not to take note, uh, or score of what they're doing or not doing in relation to what I believe and how I think they should do it. Right. Uh, and then force upon them, here's what you should be doing. And here's how you do it correctly. Um, American Christianity falls into that trope far, far, far too much of, um, believe and do exactly as I understand, uh, it to be, or you're doing it wrong and you're going to hell or somewhere or whatever. Um, and I, I think Paul's talking directly to that idea of that's not our job. Um, yeah. Our job isn't to focus on on this. Our job is to build relationships with people in a way to understand uh, and to be in community with each other, regardless of of belief, of practice, of any of that stuff. Well, which is why I find interesting the way that the common English translated verse 12. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Whereas the NRSV, you, the new NRSV, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so then each one of us will be held accountable. I almost like that better mm -hmm. uh, because one, like, I don't know, it just seems like it makes it hold us accountable to God and, and our neighbor um, versus like, I feel like verse 12 in the CEB is almost muddy, um, a little bit not clear 
on it, like, there's... it feels more of a justification approach i'm going to mm -hmm. justify my actions to god as opposed to being held accountable being held accountable mm -hmm. which is really what we should be uh anyway um and so you know i think that that's the um the interesting thing that we have to wrestle with is like who are we who are we holding ourselves accountable to um are we more concerned about our political affiliations or are we more concerned about our affiliations with god mm -hmm. um you know and I have seen more of that wrestling over the last eight years. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie of people wrestling with, you know, what does God say versus, you know, what's, what are God's commands versus what are my political party commanding me to think and do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think creating a healthy space of dialogue and being able to say, Hey, we understand that we're all not going to be on the same page here. Uh, we understand that everybody's going to be coming from different spaces. However, we want to learn from one another and we want to have healthy conversation with one another. And the way that we do that is really like seeing each other as a child of God and then realizing that some of the things that we may think are important are not as important as they really, really are. Right. Matt and I talk a lot, a lot about words. Um, and we talk a lot about how we use words and Sometimes it feels like we go too far one way or another, and then the words aren't appropriate, right? Um, I think this is one of those places. It's not so much a word, but a, but but the idea of um, that a lot of us have, have used and like to use. Well, only God can judge me, um, and and when you pull that verse twelve back in, especially in the way of of um, being held accountable, it takes the intention of that phrase away and puts it back into the accountability. Cause so many, so many of us have used that only God can judge me to um, justify away things we don't want to be held accountable for. Um, and to take the power away from people who are judging us, right? There's, there's some reality there, but not to go so far the other direction that it means that we take it to mean we can do whatever we want and, and we'll get cheap grace in return. That's the dangerous part of, um, I think, going too far that other way, uh, yeah. it, especially in regards to what Paul's saying here of don't go too far the other way, just judge everybody and make them be like you, right? Well, but accountability is uh, being held in check mm -hmm. more so than it is about being judged. Uh, right, right. Because uh, with judgment, there's no grace. Mm -hmm. but being accountable says, well, you know, you, you, you have definitely moved forward here. However, you haven't grown here or you've slid, you, you've backslid here. Let's use some actually like churchy language. You backslid <laughs> here. Uh, so what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to fix this and, and continue doing this? And, mm -hmm. and that's where, like, I think we have lost track in a sense of our small covenant groups, our Sunday school classes and all those things mm -hmm. that we're to hold each other accountable and, and help each other move forward in our faith, but we have forgotten that that's really what we should be doing. We're just creating spaces that will either, you know, we agree to disagree or like we're not going to have deeper dialogue on topics. We're just going to keep it very surface level. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that we, if we want to be held accountable, we, we should be willing to be vulnerable and to be willing to say I'm wrong and to be willing to say that, 
maybe my opinion's not the best opinion and that I need to go back and rethink these things um, and pray about it, you know, just whatever to help you move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what accountability does. It doesn't, I, when I hear judgment, I, I see judgment as almost a setback. Right. And, um, and it, and it, I don't see judgment in a way of moving forward because I just feel like that once you're judged, you're judged and that's it. And that mm-hmm. there may be, I, I mean, I can definitely unpack that. Um, and maybe I will in therapy a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but I think that, um, accountability allows growth, at least what, I, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, you know, there might be others yeah. that disagree with me on that, but I think that for me, that sense of accountability mm-hmm. is huge. It does. And, and, and I think that's the thing that both of those terms, whether it be only God can judge me or, um, (laughs) I'm going to judge you, right. Do the things my way. What it doesn't leave space for is the relationship and grace to move forward, to get better, to walk in that together. Right. Um, but we're really bad about that as people, um, you know, for a lot of reasons, uh, maybe we're not ready to hear it. Maybe uh, the thing that we're being held accountable to is not is being done in a way that's not helpful, right? Um, I mean, I can tell Matt all day long he's uh, needs to be taller and buy bigger shoes, but who cares, right? If I don't walk along with him, that's a bad example. But um, I technically I am taller now. <laughs> you are. You're a quarter inch taller. But like, I, I mean, if 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 Matt has a drinking problem and I tell Matt stop drinking or I'm not going to be your friend. That's not accountability. That's judgment, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, the relationship piece of accountability is walking with Matt to become sober, right? And, or whatever it is, it's, it's that piece of, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to journey with you on this. And I think that was what was so key for Wesley and, and the small groups. They had high, almost harsh to our standards today, accountability, I would say scary each other. Yeah, I would say scary. I mean, and and reading, I've been reading a little bit more Wesley lately, and I would say that there's a reason why he failed mm-hmm. in Georgia, mm-hmm. and it was because he didn't he he didn't read the room. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like that's right. just as I read it, as I read, as I started reading more of his Georgia experience, I feel like that he didn't read the room and didn't give grace. Oh, for sure, to move help move people forward. It was and it, just. And I think you're right. It's it is that space to walk with people with grace, knowing that perfection is not the goal. Um, getting better tomorrow than we were today, that's that's the goal, right? That that's accountability. You know, that's that's where we're at here. And I, I it's an interesting conversation, um, especially in regards to what are we eating, what are we doing. But yeah, no, I I mean you could definitely you could replace that with a, a lot of things going on oh, with a number of things, right? Uh, yeah. You know, um, some believe in watching certain football teams, uh, or, you know, rooting for some football teams is weak. I'm looking sure. at you Cowboys. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, you could definitely go that route. I mean, if I were preaching, this would be a fun one to preach on this week if I were preaching this week, but uh, I mean, you, you could even take it into your local context and talk about denominational woes mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, you know, dynamics and and issues there because there are a lot, there's a lot of that. There's plenty of people out there that think because we're United Methodists that we are wrong and we're not doing it right. And therefore there's something else ahead of us. But uh, yeah, I I think to land today would be, you know, asking yourselves, what does accountability look like for you? mm -hmm. Um, And how can, 
is your accountability leaving room for grace or is it strict judgment? I think that's mm. something to reflect on. That is a great place to land. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, we encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com. We've got a whole lot of great shows uh, over the last six years, uh, seven years uh, going on strong and uh, encourage you to listen to those uh, and then maybe pick up some gear for uh, your pastor as it's getting ready to be Pastor Appreciation Month in a couple of weeks. Uh, what a great way to to celebrate them by doing that. And so uh, don't be afraid to check us out, to share us, like us, uh, you know, give us five stars and and make fun of us. Uh, on whatever you're listening, because that helps us get our word out there. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.